Welcome to the Global Minnesota Podcast, connecting, informing, and engaging Minnesota with the world. Our mission is to advance international understanding and engagement in every corner of the state. We do this with a variety of programs, including our public events, K-12 education programs, great decisions discussion groups, and professional exchanges. To learn more, visit our website at globalminnesota.org. I'm Nicholas Hayen, Marketing and Communications Manager for Global Minnesota. And today we are kicking off a new direction for our podcast series by interviewing some of the amazing people that bring Minnesota to the world and the world to Minnesota. So we're starting off this new podcast direction with a look into the International Exchanges Program here at Global Minnesota. Global Minnesota hosts exchange programs with professionals from a wide variety of backgrounds to bring together international visitors with their counterparts here in Minnesota. Most, but not all of these groups are organized as part of the U.S. State Department's International Visitor Leadership Program, which finds candidates from all over the world and brings them to the United States for professional exchanges. So for example, we recently hosted a group of agriculture and trade specialists from nearly a dozen countries and created a custom itinerary for them to meet with local agriculture and food safety companies like Ecolab and General Mills. So on these visits, they swapped industry best practices and learned about groundbreaking new initiatives in food safety and regenerative agriculture. As it happens, I'm joined today by one such visitor, Yeet Atesh, Director of Commodity Exchanges at the Union of Chambers and Commodity Exchanges for Turkey. Yeet recently visited Minnesota from his home country of Turkey and has joined the podcast to talk about his background and what he learned from his time in Minnesota. So welcome. It's great to have you here. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, Nick. It is really great for me as well to be here. And uh, thank you very much for your kind invitation. And really, I'm very happy to be here with you uh, in the global Minnesota. Um, my name is Yitatesh. Uh, I am living in capital city of Turkey, Ankara. Uh, I am graduated from international relations. And my post-graduation is about finance and economy. Um, I have been working approximately 20 years for the Union of Chambers and Commodity Exchange of Turkey. Um, I am ex-professional basketball player. Uh, I am married. Uh, I have a 13 years old lovely son. And also he is high talented basketball player as well. He was selected to national team. Uh, he's really very successful. Wow, congrats. Uh, briefly, that's all. <laughs> this is Yita <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't play basketball. I'm much too short for that. But uh, it's yeah, great yeah, to hear yeah. that, uh, that you're doing yeah. so well in that. Yeah, I, I, I had very good experience while I was in Minnesota. I watched the match be between the Minnesota Timberwolves and Los Angeles Lakers. It was a really dream, like a dream for me, because all the basketball players who are living in abroad of the United States, watching this kind of match on live NBA match, is really like a dream. That's fantastic. We're, we're very happy to have you here. So first, uh, why don't you tell us just a bit more about your work in particular? You know, what do you do as director of commodity exchanges in Turkey? Yeah, uh, I, I, as I mentioned to you, I'm working in the Union of Chambers and Commodity Exchange of Turkey. Uh, my institution is the highest legal non-governmental organization, represent the whole private sector with the 1.5 million members. 
uh, we are also international uh, institution because we have a branch in Washington DC and also we have a, a trade center in Chicago to facilitate Turkish exporters export process to United States. Uh, as you understand from the name of my institution, Commodity Exchange is the part of this institution. We have uh, 113 Commodity Exchanges in Turkey. They are public legal institutions and we are dealing with agricultural trade and also we are creating high-tech agricultural trade systems in Turkey. Uh, and also I am working closely with the Turkish government to promote trade and agricultural interests uh, on behalf of the industry with the goal of increasing agricultural trade and solving market access and uh, policy issues. Uh, these are uh, brief information about my job. Excellent. I bet that um... You get to meet a lot of interesting people in that line of work, and especially around the world with, um, you know, just how interconnected we are in agriculture and international yeah. trade in agriculture in particular. Yeah, yes. So what was the process then of joining this program and which cities did you end up visiting besides uh, just Minneapolis? Yeah, uh, I have been working also very closely with the U.S. Embassy in, in Ankara. Uh, before I got selected to IVLP program, we tried to carry out some projects together with the U.S. Embassy. So the Embassy nominated me as a candidate participant and uh, the U.S. Department of State approved. And thank you very much uh, for this reason to United States Department and also the Embassy of uh, United States in Ankara for this opportunity. Um, I have visited uh, Washington DC, mm -hmm. uh, Jackson in Wyoming State, yeah. uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, Tallahassee in uh, Florida State and also Jacksonville in Florida State. Oh, that's great. They really sent you all over the country then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and who in, in Minnesota then did you visit? You know, which organizations, corporations, entities? Um, yes. And I guess what were some of the really important or surprising things you learned from these visits? Yeah, uh, I have really gained several experiences. I saw some best practices about agricultural trade um, uh, when I was in Minnesota. And uh, firstly, I visited University of uh, Minnesota Extension I had very fruitful roundtable discussion there. And the, and the second visit was uh, to Minnesota Farm Bureaus. Uh, they are advocate for agricultural needs on behalf of uh, 78 farm bureaus and also 30,000 member families and uh, provides up-to-date information on legislative and regulation issues uh, which impact agricultural workers and also they have uh, young farmers committee and also ranchers committee. I think this structure is really very important for this kind of institutions. And also uh, for my experience, this is really prominent that uh, this farm bureau provide 8 million support, US dollar support from government to its members who were affected negatively from drought and climate change. It's really 
very good uh, example for me and also for the other participants countries, I think. The third one is uh, we visited Institute of Agriculture and Trade Policy. We, we have learned several trade legislation in the United States. Um, for the fourth, we visited uh, Partners in Food Solution Organization. They are working to strengthen uh, food security, improve nutrition, and increase economic development across Africa. It's very, very strange and very interesting and appreciated, very much appreciated, I yeah. think. Uh, the fifth one is Hamong, Hamong Village Shopping Center. Oh, yeah, that's a great place. <laughs> strange place. I don't like Asian food, but uh, there's nothing to do. <laughs> uh, this is also, um, this place features uh, 17 restaurants, uh, 10 farmer markets, uh, and also Hmong are the uh, ethnic group from Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I like this place, although I don't like Asian food. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to do my best, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and that one was, that was mostly for fun or was that, um, were there professional exchanges happening there? Or did you just go and, you know, get to sample the yep. food? Yeah, of course, I discovered some sample of foods because there is nothing to eat for me. Uh, yeah. I had to uh, try something there. Uh, the sixth one is uh, Second Harvest Heartland. I think hmm. uh, this place is source of pride for yeah. Minnesota. Really. Oh, definitely. It is, it is one of the best uh, food bank system in the world, I think. Uh, receives extremely large quantities of donated food uh, and purchases food directly. Uh, they are serving 59 counties in uh, Minnesota and Western Wisconsin. And last year, uh, 107 million meals were delivered by the way of this second harvest heartland. Uh, and in Turkey, we are also trying to improve this kind of food bank systems. And many thanks to our uh, Minister of Agriculture. They are really working very hard about it with the co collaboration of my institution. I hope uh, in the recent time, we will achieve a big success in food bank system in my country. Um, the other uh, place we, we visited, the uh, Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Uh, it's really very interesting for me. It was very interesting because Minnesota is really uh, have strong agricultural production capacity. Uh, you have 16 billion US dollar agricultural production volume and you are the sixth biggest uh, state in the United States. It's really very important, I think. Uh, if you come to agricultural export, uh, you are the fourth biggest. Uh, state in United States with seven billion U.S. dollar uh, export volume. That's really very important. And uh, uh, in international, I, I am involved in agricultural trade and international agricultural trade as well. In in, in agricultural in international agricultural trade market, uh, the trade war is talking between uh, China and the United States. Mm -hmm. But uh, I saw exact opposite of this in Minnesota. Uh, because China is the first biggest export partner 
of uh, Minnesota State. It's really very strange, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and also uh, after that, I visited uh, General Mills. Hmm. Uh, they have the regenerative agricultural system in General Mills they are implementing now. Uh, and this system is a holistic uh, principle-based approach to farming and ranching that seeks to strengthen ecosystem and community resiliences. Uh, there, they want to understand the context of your farm operation, minimize soil disturbance and maximize crop diversity, uh, keep the soil covered, maintain living roads, year-round and also integrate livestock. What are the outcomes of this regenerative agricultural system? Economic resilience in farming communities and soil health, water, biodiversity, and coal and herd well-being. These are, I think, very important outcomes. This system is, uh, Nick, looks like a Green Deal system in European Union, hmm. uh, but the main difference between regenerative agricultural system and Green Deal uh, in European Union, uh, with the Green Deal process, European Union focus on uh, organic farming. But in my personal point of view, and in my experience, uh, general meals system is more effective and more fruitful for agricultural production and also agricultural trade as well. Yeah, These and actually, we, we have I, I visited when I was in Minnesota. I want to give you the brief information what I gained and what I saw there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great and great to hear from so many partners of Global Minnesota and uh, and corporate supporters and just organizations that. You know, we we really kind of work together to uh, to help you know get the word out about what what we're all doing here. Um, I think it's really interesting what you said about regenerative agriculture as well. You know, there's so many so many positive steps that that is leading towards where corporations and especially like General Mills now are looking at it less of just you know how do we make a quick buck in these areas around the world. It's very much these long term investments that are designed with the people who are actually doing the work in mind. You're right. I agree with you. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you. So then what were you able to share about your work in agricultural practices from Turkey that your uh, Minnesota colleagues found helpful or surprising? Yeah, uh, I mentioned you in the first question. Uh, in Turkey, by the way of commodity exchange, we are creating high-tech agricultural sales systems. Uh, and also we have online market system, uh, the silos, we are calling it license warehouses in Turkey, uh, is, is our infrastructure of online market system. Uh, this system also, uh, the colleague, uh, my colleagues found this system very helpful for them. I made, I think, three presentation about how we, have, how we have created the system, how it's going on, how it's structure and et cetera. I think this is helpful for them. One of the questions I had just based on kind of what you were saying is um, about, about food banks. And one question I had just about from Turkey is, are those predominantly 
run through the government or through nonprofit entities, or what does that landscape look like in your home country? Uh, in food banks is uh, is working with by by the private sector in Turkey, okay. and of course, uh, agricultural ministry are supporting this kind of systems. Uh, we are the uh, we are the high high legal institution of uh, private sector. That's why we are in co collaboration with. Uh, private sector and uh, with the Ministry of Agriculture as well about improving these systems in my country. So overall, then, how was your Minnesota experience? You know, what uh, what were the experience the experiences that you're going to take forward through your work and your life? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, it was great experience for me. First of all. Of course, I, I learned something about regenerative agricultural system uh, in general means, and we have been talking with the guys there if we uh, if we will be in cooperation and we will be with collaboration doing something in Turkey. Uh, it's really very important system for agricultural production and agricultural trade as well. And uh, I had a chance to be in one of the best example of food bank the second harvest, as I mentioned to you, we are trying to improve something in Turkey uh, about food bank system. And uh, I absolutely aware that uh, we have several co-working topics between United States and Turkey. Uh, I think I can be very good bridge uh, between these countries because uh, I, I trust myself. I, I have this kind of experience about agricultural trade. We can do several things between together. Um, and also, uh, as I mentioned, you I'm a professional basketball player. I, <laughs> Minnesota team of LA matches unbelievable for me. Really, uh, these are the best experiences. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that um, you know Turkey, Turkey, excuse me, and the United States. <laughs> no still got to get used no to problem. <laughs> the new pronunciation, which is accurate in um, you know. At least in the Arabic language, it's much more accurate than, than yeah. calling it Turkey. I assume it's the same in Turkish, though I did not study that language. <laughs> okay. That's um, true. But no, I think that you know there's a lot of room for that partnership to grow and develop and develop. You know, the United States and Turkey have had quite a long relationship um, of working together, and especially on uh, the areas of international trade and agriculture. Um, and one of the one of the things I wanted to mention. To ask for you is, you know, of course, given uh, Russia's war in Ukraine, there's created a lot of major issues with uh, global food supply and price increases around the world. But of course, Turkey has played a very big role in helping to negotiate this deal to get grain out of Ukraine and into the global market to help stabilize that. Uh, so I was just wondering what you could tell us about either Turkey's role in this conflict, uh, mediating that, or uh, Turkey's role just in global food production more generally. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, this war has created the major issues with global food supply and price increases. Uh, Turkey has uh, played a critical role in helping to negotiate uh, a deal to get grain out uh, of Ukraine. It was called uh, Clearway. Uh, hmm. It was called like this. Uh, Turkey implemented very good balanced policy between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, as you remember, in last July, uh, 
Russia and Ukraine signed a deal in Istanbul. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, Turkey has coordinated with Moscow and Kiev to open a corridor from uh, Ukrainian port city of Odessa. And after that, 9.2 million tons cereal carried via this clearway. The 47% of these cereals carried to Europe, 20% carried to Asia, 16% carried to Turkey, 13% carried to Africa, and the 4% carried to Middle East. Um, as you remember also, when we were in Minnesota, Russia announced that before we withdraw this deal from this deal. And also with the initiative of Turkish government with, with my pre president, Mr. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the grain export resumed to uh, making trade to all over the world. Yeah, and, and we're, it's great that Turkey has been able to play that role, sort of moderating in the middle, because of course, uh, the United States has firmly been back in Ukraine throughout yes, uh, right. every aspect of this. And yes. uh, your role, not just in the region, but geographically, is obviously very critical to that. You know, you of own course. those, those of course. sea of lanes, uh, you know, in, in the because area. You so, know, uh, as you know, Turkish geographical position, we are between very good bridge of uh, Europe and Asia. That's why we are using the geographical advantages. Uh, sometimes we are using these advantages. And uh, as I mentioned, you, Turkey really implemented very good balance, balance policy between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's definitely to uh, Turkey's credit and uh, just the awareness that, that you have this role to play and that you can actually help to stabilize that global food market and to bring so much of this grain to places that really need it. Like, you know, places in the Middle East and Africa, which yeah. uh, were already in some places on the brink of famine, even before this all began. Right. Great. So lastly, I guess, what's one thing you wish everyone knew about your home country of Turkey? Just anything at all? <laughs> okay. Uh, I am working in the economical-based institution uh, with the vision of our institution's president, Mr. Defas Sarjiklogu, uh, we are trying to promote trade and economical position of private sector in Turkey and in the world as well. Uh, United States is a light country of Turkey. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the leadership of my institution's president, uh, Mr. Defas Sarjiklogu, we are trying to increase trade volume. Uh, to 100 billion US dollar between United States and Turkey. Uh, I hope we achieve this success and uh, with the collaboration of private sector and governmental side. Uh, I wanna say this, I hope we can achieve this success and we have reached, we will reach to 100 uh, billion US dollar trade volume between two countries. Yeah, I think that would be excellent. Like you said, uh, U.S. and Turkey have been long allies. Um, you know, one of the yeah. original or uh, yeah. one of the early founding members of the NATO alliance, of course. Um, so very important in that regard as well. So I, I hope as well that we can uh, continue that collaboration. <laughs> I hope so. Anything else you wanted to 
to say, mention funny stories? No, thank you very much. Uh, for Thank you very much again for your kind invitation. I'm very happy to be with you uh, and the people from Minnesota. You give me this chance. Thank you very much again. Uh, hope to meet as soon as possible. <laughs> of course. Well, thanks for joining the podcast and for visiting Minnesota. We are really happy to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm very happy too. That's all the time we have today. Thanks to the U.S. State Department's International Visitor Leadership Program for facilitating this program and to corporate members Ecolab and General Mills and the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy, Partners in Food Solutions, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and the University of Minnesota Extension for meeting with all of these visitors. Thanks as well to all the members and supporters of Global Minnesota who make these programs possible. So be sure again to check out our website at globalminnesota.org, where you can find information about upcoming events, learn more about our international programs, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.